This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast. I'm 190. My name's Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. Well, this is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Well, this week on the podcast, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of the hospitality industry. How much do your feet hurt? It's a constant in this industry. We're always on our feet for hours and hours. How can we make it better? I don't know about you, but my feet just hurt all the time. So I found an awesome lady, a doctor, a podiatrist, a holistic healer, and she's going to help us with our foot pain. We'll talk with Dr. Michelle Summers Cologne today on the podcast. But first, I want to tell you about a few important events coming up. Uh, San Antonio Cocktail Conference is coming up in January, and uh, that is uh, there's tickets on sales now on sale now. It's a uh, it's a long event. Uh, the, I guess the bulk of the class is really are Friday and Saturday, January thirteenth, fourteenth, um, but it starts all the way on Friday, January sixth, and runs all the way through January fifteenth. Uh, so you can find out about that at SanAntonioCocktailConference.com. And uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it to that one, but uh, I've been wanting to go to that one for the longest time. So uh, there's that one. Oh, the, before that, in um, December, first weekend of December, there's Repeal Day events going on. And the Tampa the Tampa chapter of the USBG puts on a great one. I went last year and uh, I'm hoping to make it back this year. We'll see. And uh, that's first weekend in December. There's some seminars over a couple of days and um, then the big, uh, the big party on the Saturday night, a gala, and it's a huge amount of fun and it's really cool. And uh, if you want more information about that, I don't think they have a website set up. Uh, if you want more information, get a, get over to bartenderjourney.net to the contact page and uh, shoot, me a, shoot me a note and I'll try to get you some more info. And I know the Washington, D.C. chapter of the USBG puts on a great repeal day event as well. So there's, uh, there's some fun things going on. Bar Smarts Advance is coming to Atlanta. Uh, uh, February 9th, 2017, and to Milwaukee, March 29th, 2017. And if you haven't done Bar Smarts, I can't re- recommend that enough. Um, you can do Bar Smarts uh, online, and that's barsmarts.com. And uh, that's a one-day class where you go uh, live and spend the whole day with some great folks like Dale DeGroff, Andy Seymour, David Wondridge, Steve Olson, Doug Frost, and Paul Packle, and uh, that is an all-star cast there, and uh, well, well worth the time. The uh, It's extremely reasonable to take uh, both the online and the one-day class. Can't re- recommend it enough. If it's anywhere near you, um, look into that. So it's barsmarts.com. Uh, next, let's talk, uh, well, next, let's do a book of the week. Once again, the book of the week comes to us from Hazel. You've heard me talk about the mysterious Hazel on the show before. Well, next week, we're going to get her on the show and talk about personal branding for bartenders. She's a marketing guru, and that's going to be a great discussion. But uh, anyway, here's our book of the week from Hazel, and it's The Cocktail Chronicles, Navigating the Cocktail Renaissance with Jigger, Shaker, and Glass by Paul Clark. Paul started writing about the craft cocktail movement even before the term craft cocktail became commonplace. And Paul uh, was recipient of the Tales of the Cocktail Spirited Award for Best Writer about spirits and cocktails in 2014, if I'm remembering correctly. The Cocktail Chronicles covers the beginning of the modern cocktail renaissance, offers classic recipes and their modern takes, and also features a chapter called Bottles, Tools, and Tips that discusses discusses stocking your liquor cabinet and using the best 
press tools. Jim Meehan provides the foreword, and each recipe is preceded by its history. The book is an accessible guide to both professional bartenders and cocktail enthusiasts, featuring over 200 cocktail recipes written in a fun and engaging manner, and is a great reference guide to have on hand. Paul's a good guy. We've got to get him on the show one of these days. Uh, Featured in the book is the classic cocktail, the Blood and Sand, so that'll be our cocktail of the week. The recipe for the Blood and Sand first appeared in print in Harry Croddick's 1930, the Savoy Cocktail Book. This is an equal parts cocktail, so it's three quarters an ounce of a single malt scotch whiskey, three quarters an ounce of sweet vermouth, three quarters an ounce cherry herring, three quarters of an ounce of orange juice. So put put all that in your cocktail shaker with some ice, shake it up good and strain it. I like to double strain it into a uh, chilled coupe glass. That that fine strainer will keep the small uh, shards of ice out of your glass. And you can garnish that with uh, an orange twist. You might want to express the uh, oils from the orange twist into your into your glass before you drop it in. A uh, very nice cocktail indeed. All right, so Dr. Michelle Summers-Cologne is not only a podiatrist, but a physician, a surgeon, health coach, yoga teacher, anatomy instructor, author, and overall health and wellness expert. We're happy to have her on the show to talk about something that many hospitality workers workers struggle with, uh, including myself, foot pain. Hi, Doc. How are you? Good. Well, thank you so much for being my guest on the show today. You're welcome. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a bartender and my feet just hurt all the time. <laughs> And when when I'm working, when I'm not working, so uh, I mean, what, what what can we be doing differently? Well, it's going to sound really simple and really basic, but most of the time, it has to do with the shoes and the support that people have in their shoes. Okay. So, in other words, if let's say someone is wearing some athletic shoes, which are pretty good shoes, but it's not enough support for their particular foot type. They might need something to go inside the shoe to give them some more support, like an orthotic or an arch support. And usually when we make that for the patient, it takes away the pain in probably 80% of the patients. Wow, really? And uh, so is a um, sort of off-the-shelf solution not not a good in, uh, good option or uh, what's, what's the story with that? There are a few brands of off-the-shelf inserts that will work, but most of the ones that you find at the store aren't going to do much because they're really not supportive enough. So if you actually find the right one, it's fine, but it's hard to find that without knowing what kind is the right kind. Yeah, well, what I found with those is, you know, they work for a little while and then, um, you know, like after about two weeks, they're worn out already. Yeah, because those are most of the kind that they sell in the store, which are too soft. You actually need the ones that are really, really firm. Like you, if you press down on the arch, they won't collapse at all. Mm. So like a really, really hard plastic. Um, my personal orthotics are actually made out of graphite, so you cannot break them. Wow. Right. So that's really how firm they need to be. They, you don't need to have graphite, but you need to have a very firm plastic that when you press down on the arch, it doesn't bend at all. Oh, okay. So now I'm starting to understand this. So that that's why they have to be custom made for your feet. Like the ones off the shelf are soft, so they kind of conform to your feet. And the, the ones that you need are hard and they need to be made for your feet. Right. Aha. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I've even have a couple of friends that live out of state that knew me from high school or whatever and asked me, you know, the same question, like they've gone to their podiatrist or they've gone to other doctors and they can't get any relief and what can I suggest? And I can actually make them from long distance a pair of orthotics because I can send them through the mail, the casting kit and tell them how to cast themselves 
or have oh. like their family member help cast them. And then they send me back the casts in the mail and then I could make a custom orthotic for them. So I actually have a couple of patients in Texas and in Northern California that I've done that through the mail and they're like 95% better with just that one thing. Wow, great. All right, we'll have to get some information at the end about how we can set that up. Sure. Great. Uh, well, I find um, during our especially busy times when I'm working, you know, really long hours, like 60 hours a week, um, but the throbbing in my feet, it actually keeps me awake at night sometimes, you know, should we, should be soaking them in, in cold water and ice after, after a shift or what? Yeah. If you, if you're working that many hours, sometimes even with the best shoes and the best orthotics, you're going to have a little bit of that throbbing. It's kind of like going to Vegas for the weekend and you do so much <laughs> extra walking or going to Disneyland. Um, yeah, soaking them in Epsom salts and warm water. You can also massage them with different types of, um, things like biofreeze, the things that would cool them down, not necessarily the Bengay, because that's going to heat them up. It might make them throb more. So something like Biofreeze or um, one of those types of gels that has that cold component to it, that actually helps relieve a lot of that throbbing as well. Okay. And uh, I try to keep my feet elevated when I do have a chance to sit down. Is that a good idea? That's a good idea, especially as we're getting older, because our circulation get tends to get less and less with age. And for people that stand, not necessarily walking, but standing in one place, which might be some of the bartenders or people in other jobs where they're standing, the circulation doesn't really get moving. And so uh, elevating your feet helps a lot with the circulation. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, So you mentioned that a lot of your patients are in the hospitality industry. Uh, Are there other challenges they're facing besides what we've talked about already? Um, that's the main issue is the heel pain or pain in the arch. Uh, you know, they describe it in many different ways, but it basically comes down to pain in the bottom of their feet. That's the main thing that they come in with. Are humans designed to stand on their feet for eight to 12 hours a day? (laughs) I don't think they're designed to stand on them, but I think they are designed to walk and keep in motion. And that's why when we're walking and keeping in motion for most of the day, you know, the circulation moves, the muscles move, everything gets uh, lubricated, all the joints get lubricated. But when we stand or sit for long periods of time, things start getting stiff and things start um, getting stagnant, like our circulation I was talking about in our legs. So I don't think we were meant to stand for that many hours a day. Mm. So what can we do differently behind the bar? I mean, we're sort of taking a step here, a step there, but you know, it's, it's not walking. It's not exactly standing still in one spot, but uh, what can we do differently? Yeah, I mean, really, the shoes are the first thing. Even if you don't have the orthotics yet, getting the right shoes. Um, you know, running shoes are the really the best type of shoes because they have the support, but they're also lightweight. But I'm not talking about minimalistic running shoes because the minimalist running shoes are not supportive enough. So, again, it's like knowing which shoes are the right ones to wear. Um, mm. And having those um, those floors that have that, like, cushion on them. Yeah, our floor mats, yeah. Yeah, the floor mats, the special floor mats like in restaurants, a lot of restaurants have them. Something like that to absorb the shock, that also helps a lot. So I think yeah, those it definitely are, makes a difference, yeah. Yeah, those are the first couple things you can do. And um, when you can, when you can move around, that definitely helps. Okay. And uh, a lot of people in the hospitality industry swear by those clogs. What do you think about those? I mean, for a lot of people, the clogs work um, because it gives, it lifts your heel a little and it gives you a little bit of that support, kind of simulating what the orthotic does. So I think if you wear those clogs and you're comfortable in them and you have no pain, it's fine. 
But for a lot of people, it's not going to be enough. And so for the majority of us that it's not good enough for, we're going to need to get something like a running shoe with an orthotic inside. Okay. What about um, compression? You hear about that sometimes. Yeah, that was the other thing I was thinking when you said, what can you do? Um, compression, compression socks and things like that for your circulation are really good. That, um, again, it's just all helping with getting the blood flow moving. How does, it, how does that even work? I don't understand that. It seems like it would constrict the blood flow. What happens is when you stand for a long period of time, gravity is pulling down on your uh, circulation and your blood is getting pulled down. And for people whose veins work properly and don't have high blood pressure and their heart is working fine, it's not a problem. But if you have any of those things, and varicose veins means your veins aren't working right, the valves in your veins aren't working right. So if you have varicose veins, high blood pressure, or any issues with your heart, any of those three can cause your legs to get swollen. And so what the compression socks do is it prevents the swelling by helping push the water up the leg. But I've seen, I've also seen uh, compression that's only for your feet. So I guess it's the same concept. It's, it doesn't, it's not a sock that goes up your calf. It's just only for the feet. But I guess same concept, yeah? Oh, are you talking about those little um, things that they sell for your feet if you're having pain in your arch or pain in your foot? I, I just had a, a fellow bartender recommend um, this product that it was a compression sock, basically, but it didn't go all the way up, up, your, up your calf. It was just to put pressure, on, I guess, on your arch or, or I don't know. Yeah, that's... That could be if you're having arch pain or pain in your in the bottom of your foot. I have seen some people wearing those, and I think if the pain is mild, that will work. But if you're in severe pain, it's not going to do enough. Okay. Um, and so, how about any exercises or stretches or yoga we can um, we can do? Yeah, especially for people that are having heel pain, the the first thing you want to do in the morning after you hydrate, after you drink a, a couple glasses of water, is start doing what we call stretching exercises in the morning. And it's basically, you can do it still laying in bed where you're just making circles with your ankle, where you're flexing and pointing your foot back and forth. You want to do this for a couple minutes on each side. And what this does is it gets your Achilles and your plantar fascia and all your muscles in your foot loosened up and working because a lot of people that have heel pain as if they're listening and they're they're saying, yeah, that's me, the first step in the morning is the most painful step that they take the whole day. And so they wanna, you want to do the stretching exercises before you take that first step, and that's going to start relieving that pain. Oh, okay. So, well, how about ankle pain? That, that's something that's new to me over the last uh, year or so, uh, but it's, uh, it's something that feels like it's going to only get worse. Did you injure it, like, twisted no, or no it just feels like an aching on, on both sides seems seems the same but it mm -hmm. just seems like i don't know or i guess an arthritis kind of thing yeah sometimes as we get older that can happen where there's um a couple of tendons in our foot and ankle area that are losing its strength and so it feels like our foot is kind of turning and it almost feels like we're getting pressure on our ankles and we're getting pain in our ankles that or what you're talking about arthritic type pain, those can both seem to progress with time. So again, it's using the right support in your shoes for that um, tendon that's getting weaker. And if you're getting the arthritis type of pain, you want to start massaging the area and using some of those pain gels to start um, just getting that area to start you know, feeling better, manipulating it with your hands, because you don't want to get into the habit of 
you know, taking a bunch of aspirin for, for stuff like that, because, you know, kind of, it's not necessarily addicting quote unquote, but it can become a habit. Right. Right. Um, wow. You know, is it important to, um, tie your shoes up really tight or, you know, cause I kind of just slip them on. <laughs> I don't undo the laces. Yeah. That, that adds to the foot pain, um, not tying the laces tight because you're not giving your foot the support that it needs. So the tightest you can tighten them without like cutting off circulation or hurting the top of your foot is about how tight they should be. And that's just really just holding everything together. And that might even help your ankle pain. Mm, you know what? I think you're right. I think it will. I'm going to start doing that. Make the extra uh, 30 seconds every day to make sure I do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> how about uh, like alternative medicines? Like, uh, I don't know, reflexology. I don't even know what that is, but is that something we should consider? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that can help. Reflexology, different types of foot massage. There's different types of essential oils and things that we can rub on our feet. And everyone responds differently to all of those things. So I think if you're if you're having pain, you can try these different things on your own at home. Um, but if your pain is to a level where you're limping or it's an ongoing pain for, you know, several months, it's not getting better, things like that, then definitely, you know, out, reach out for outside help. Yeah, that's a question I had for you is like, how do we know it's definitely time to seek out a, a doctor? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't even want someone to wait a couple of months. Um, I, I have a lot of patients that come in when they've been in pain for a year or six months or eight months, and I never can, you know, understand what makes them take so long to come in. So, I think that if you can't relieve the pain on your own with any of the home remedies, massages, different treatments you can do at home, within a couple of weeks, you should definitely go see someone. But if it's severe and you're limping, you should go right away. Well, here's a, here's kind of a gross one, but my feet are very sweaty. <laughs> Is there anything I can do about that? Yeah, there are medications for that. There's some over-the-counter stuff. There's some... There's um, something called Certain Dry. It's like it's like an antiperspirant for your foot that you can roll on your foot. Um, and there's also different foot powders that you can sprinkle in your shoe, not necessarily right on your skin. So if you do those two things, it usually resolves. The other thing you can do, especially in the summer, well, in California, we're Southern California, it still feels like summer. Um, you can air your shoes out every night, like put, put them outside and let the sun actually hit them. Things right. like that will actually kill bacteria and dry them out so that they're not like retaining the moisture. Another thing you could do is you can alternate your shoes every other day. So that that really works for some people that their shoes seem to always be wet because their feet are so sweaty. Right. I saw that advice somewhere to um, to get two pairs of shoes and alternate them. In fact, if even if you want to uh, change them mid-shift, better off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's something I've been trying to do anyway. If I, if I get a chance to take a break, I'll uh, actually take my shoes off and change the socks anyway. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Well, great. This has been so helpful. How, how can um how can people connect with you if they if they want to have uh, orthotics made up or or want more advice uh, or more uh, information about you? Well, my podiatry website is elmontefootdoctor.com, and that's E L M O N T E footdoctor.com and my um, yoga and holistic website is drmichelle.com and that's d-r-m-i-c-h-e-l-e and i believe my email is on both of those websites um, and on the holistic side i talk about yoga and 
nutrition and how to eat better to feel better and all that kind of stuff. And another thing about pain, pain anywhere in the body, even in your feet, is just make sure that you stay hydrated, um, drinking at least eight to 10 glasses of water. So I just wanted to throw that in there because we forget about it when it's not really hot out, like in the winter months and the fall weather, we forget about drinking all that water. So Very true, very true. Well, Dr. Michelle, I really appreciate your time. I, and uh, I think we've, we've helped a lot of people, including myself today. All right. Thanks for having me on your show. <laughs> Thanks for doing it. I really appreciate it. Lots of useful information there. I hope it helped you out a little bit. I know it did me. So we've had f- quite a few conversations about uh, this foot pain issue and uh, proper shoe wear on our private USPG New York page, uh, the Facebook page. And uh, I just really wanted to get to the bottom of this issue. So, uh, all right, stand by for our toast. I feel like I'm making foot jokes over and over again. Bottom of the issue, stand by for our toast. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, so anyway, we always do a toast at the very end of the show. But first, I'll remind you, my name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Barkeep Tips. You can find the Bartender Journey Facebook page. Just search uh, Facebook for Bartender Journey. Uh, find me on Instagram at Bartender Journey. And I hope you're subscribed to this show so you get the new shows as soon as they become available. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to do a show about personal branding for bartenders next time on the, sh- on the podcast with Hazel. So I don't want you to miss that. And if you have any questions about how to subscribe to uh, podcasts, uh, you can go to bartenderjourney.net slash subscribe, and there's some different options on there for you, whether you're on uh, Android or iTunes, iPhone, or if you just want to listen on the net, uh, there's different ways to do it. All right, here's our toast. Here's to those who have seen us at our best and seen us at our worst and can't tell the difference. Cheers. We'll see you next time on the Bartender Journey Podcast. of the 36th state against prohibition is happy news for the grain raisers of the United States and for many others throughout the land. With an eye on December 5th, work is being rushed in distilleries and bottling works. Thousands are being called back to work in plants of allied industries. At least 500,000 new jobs are predicted as a result of repeal. From keg and barrel factories, perhaps the most closely allied line, Immediate benefits from repeal extend into almost every line of business and commerce. However, everyone's not waiting until December 15th. The lid is off in many places, with the downfall of prohibition being celebrated in real old-time hilarity. Yes, and by the renewal of old acquaintances, hotels and nightclubs report a real pre-war spirit among those revelers. Boy! 